1: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more, and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Curzon Film Podcast. In this episode, we ask whether Toy Story 4 reaches infinity or even beyond. And we ask our podcast guests of the last year how they would rank Pixar's entire filmography. I'm Jake Cunningham, your Sergeant of Speech for today, and in my bucket of soldiers, I have recruited Sam Howlett. Hello. And Ella Kemp. Hello. And together we're going to scope out the new toys in town and let you know whether there's anything to worry about or if we need to be excited about the buzz. <laughs> All right. uh, we we glad be... you
2: didn't make a Woody joke.
0: Oh, no, oh, that was no. too easy. Right? All right. So we're getting into Toy Story 4, a film that so many people didn't ask for. And yet <laughs> we have it anyway. But what is this one about? So in, in the latest installment of Pixar's beloved series, we've got Woody, Buzz and the rest of the playroom. And of course some new and returning members of the gang contending with Forky, a plastic spork who is in denial about his status as a toy. Uh, They embark on a road trip, Forky decides to head out on his own, and the other toys must track him down and along the way discover a whole new world in the process. So, can I gather from you two what your expectations were going into Toy Story 4?
3: I just wondered why really yeah um, I think that's
0: fair
3: I think I loved the whole trilogy um, and felt kind of differently rewatching it but when Toy Story 4 was announced when was it it was a couple of years ago now but it was already a few years after Toy Story 3 had been in cinemas and yet in my mind I just thought we've We've only just had the perfect closing thing. I was happy with that. I was sad, and then I was happy. I made my peace with it and I moved on. And I thought, what you, like what are you doing? Not even just angry or annoyed. I was just a bit confused. And I thought, where there's there's nowhere for this to go, really.
2: Yeah, I agree. Toy Story Three uh, Toy Story One, Two and Three is like the perfect trilogy. You know, it has a very strong beginning, middle and end. You have full closure. Toy Story Three is the perfect way to end something that big and that long. And they yeah really quickly after that they were like oh we're doing another one, and it's a really it was a really strange decision yeah and
0: it, and it had lots of production delays uh, we'll get yeah. into it maybe a bit later on this script ends up having nine different writers mm-hmm. attached to it people come and go it gets pushed back on the Pixar slate Incredibles two comes forward to take yeah. it over because that's progressing so quickly uh, I think it's it's a really interesting film uh, from that side of things because. They 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 were they had scripts for this being developed whilst Toy Story 3 was being written as well. Uh, so at least in some way you realise that they're perhaps taking a lot of care with it. They're taking their time with it. They realise maybe how important this is to people. So if they are going to do a cynical cash grab, at least they're going <laughs> to do it uh, with it, perhaps as much heart as they gave the previous three as well.
3: Yeah. Also, allegedly, um, Toy Story 4 and Incredibles 2 are the last Pixar sequels. I read that after that they were going to commit mm. to doing original ones. I don't know if this will be a lifelong thing, but
0: I don't think that will last forever, but no. I think I think they've learned some lessons because mm. there there was that incredible streak from well, if we ignore kind of Toy Story 2 really, mm. like from Toy Story all the way up to Cars 2 was a great run. Yeah. Like like Cars it Cars 1 is fine, like it's not bad mm-hmm. film, but that streak was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um and it was those sequels and obviously all wrapped up in the Disney purchase as well. Uh and that franchising of it all. But I I mean I, we saw the trailer for Onward play before this, yeah. which is their, their new kind of troll road trip adventure. Mm-hmm. Looks fun. Yeah, the animation style looks a little Dreamworksy to me. Yeah. Um but I feel like we're only seeing a little section of that world in the trailer. Maybe once we get into the forests and the mountains and the moons yeah. of uh Pixar taking on high fantasy, I think that could be quite fun. So, we established that we're we're all a bit cynical going into this one. Uh, yeah, we. Oh, these were our films. We yeah. own them. God, why can't they just make Ray not a Skywalker? You know. <laughs> uh, how do we actually think about it? Quickly, Ella, do you think Toy Story Four is good? Yes. Yeah, Sam. It is good. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> Thank
3: God, it's yeah. a good film.
2: Very quickly into this film, I was like. Oh, okay. It's good. Oh, they've made a good film. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to try and yeah. the bad one. What a weird decision. They've yeah. made a good film. It's good.
0: Yeah, that was perhaps the biggest shock. Um, <laughs> the twist is it's good. I was ready to go in there and be really cold. And yeah. it was um, one of these press screenings where it's on the weekend and people can bring their kids and stuff like that. And they put out sweets and we get in the foyer and there's a Buzz light Lightyear there. I'm tearing well, up just so, thinking so, about it. Someone's getting a photo with Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> it begins with this uh, prologue where we see how Bo Peep, who is absent from Toy Story Three, uh, is is taken away from Andy's home. Andy being the yeah, kid from the first. It's owned by Molly, yes, his sister. And this is where we see that breakup um, between Bo Peep and Woody, and then we flash forward nine years later the camera pans up through these stormy weather and then it breaks through onto that blue sky those white clouds the piano kicks in we're back in toy story and you know like i know that they're manipulating me
3: (laughs) but they're doing it so well Well, yeah
0: and uh, and as soon as that comes in i'm there and i'm back to just like they they can manipulate me all they want yeah yeah love to be manipulated (laughs) um and, yeah, they make an interesting film. I think, like thematically speaking, it makes some brave choices considering where we left the characters at Toy Story yeah. 3. Um, Sam, you mentioned that you think Toy Story 3 is a perfect end point yeah. for the characters. I think that is true of a lot of them. Uh, this this film falls more focused in on Woody in particular. Absolutely, yeah. um, But I think it goes on a really interesting journey with Woody and perhaps we view this as an extremely well-crafted epilogue.
2: Yeah, that's how I view it as well. I mean, I'll still, even after seeing this film and really liking this film, I'll still feel like Toy Story 3 is the end of that franchise Mm. because it perfectly caps everything off and this is kind of like a little what did they do next sort of thing. And the fact that it so focuses on Woody so tightly compared to all the other films, I think is a really smart decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think perhaps mostly connected to Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1 is about Woody having to deal with the fact that he is not, toy number one anymore. Uh, Buzz comes in, what if I have to share the love that I receive from Andy and the other toys? And then this is Woody grappling with the fact with what if no one Mm. is going to give me that love? Because even Toy Story 3, it's I can let go of Andy, but I'll still be in a place where I can have that affection and that joy from someone. But Toy Story 4 begins with him in a place where even Bonnie, the kid we see him with at the end, isn't really interested in Woody anymore. And so what does a toy do when it can no longer serve the purpose a toy has? And that's the question in the centre of this. And a great mirror to that is the character of Forky.
3: Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Forky, where, where where to begin? Uh, we begin in kindergarten and Bonnie is struggling to make friends and so what does she do? She, she makes her own friend. She she gets a single-use plastic spork. She gets some pipe cleaners, bends them a bit, sticks some googly eyes, sticks them on again. That's a best friend right yep. there. That's, That's, right. <laughs> That's the whole friend. Um, yeah, and she makes this friend. And then Woody goes home with Forky, realises that Forky is...
0: A toy. A toy,
3: alive, a toy. Whether he
0: wants it or not.
3: (laughs) Right. And yeah, and then you've got this whole thing where Woody has to explain to Forky how and why he's alive without really knowing why himself.
0: Yeah, I. this is what I think. Like the comparison between Woody and Forky is great. Mm. Woody is a toy who is no longer needed, who is effectively being thrown away. And Forky is a toy who doesn't want to be a toy who is receiving mm. all of the love he just that Woody wants to be wants. thrown away. Yeah, <laughs> trash. It, <it's> a, <laughs> like the joke is there so many times, but mm. I I enjoyed it every time when it Forky goes on jo- for a long time. This yeah. joke, <laughs> Forky just because he's made it a trash, he keeps trying to throw himself away.
3: <laughs> but I think I think that the joke works because it's as much about like what the toys can. Like how how they are appreciated by the kids and other toys, but as much about what they want to give them back, yeah. and Forky wanting to give no one anything and just be in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> are you both okay? <sighs> um, and I'm fine. I'm an adult, so yeah. And 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 Woody still wanting to give like love, but as as much to the other toys as to the kids, because I wasn't expecting the relationship that he has with Forky to seem more like. Woody is taking on the role of a carer and mm, a parent mm. and keeping watch and making sure that people give stuff back as opposed to just, you know, being cared for and played with. Um yep. and also um after revisiting the first three films it's interesting to notice that this is the first time where the toys refer to the their owners as kids whereas before yeah. it was always like do you have an owner whereas this whole throughout Toy Story 4 the whole thing is do you have a kid do you have a kid and you know I I don't have a kid but it made me think I can imagine parents watching this finding a whole other layer to this that I really have not considered
0: Um, I think this film more so a lot more so than any other before really delves into the relationship that they have with their owners Mm -hmm. the kids but not just on a philosophical level of what it what it means to have that relationship, but also the the level of human interaction in this film. Like there was a lot more uh toys talking to humans mm. in this. Even if mm. they're just trying to scare them or like yeah. have flashbacks of them interacting and fighting with them. Uh it's not something really seen before. Like there is a like you had that once in Toy Story 1 mm. where woody scares sid yeah and you don't you don't see his mouth move or anything like that that's yeah, that he, one uh, you because he says so play nice yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's when he comes to life <laughs> yeah uh and that's it whereas this they are they're chatterboxes all the way like yeah. you've got uh Kristen Schull, the triceratops is like yelling at bonnie's dad and pretending to be a settler <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and so they're properly interacting <laughs> with the
2: human also you don't see andy's mum do you do you ever see andy's mum
3: I think maybe you in see the...
2: Bonnie's parents a lot in mm. this and Bonnie I think
3: at the beginning just... when there's the bit with like the separation between Bonnie and uh between Bo and Woody. Oh right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. then there's a little bit there, but not so much.
0: Yeah. Um and along with Forky we've got lots of other great new characters, Giggle McDimples, it's like a Polly Pocket. Yeah. Sorry,
3: that's Officer. Giggle Officer Giggle McDonald's. Yeah, that's right.
0: apology. <laughs> yeah, they're called Polly Pockets, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tiny little dolls within their own micro dollhouse. <laughs> just and, to drive. Yeah, and she she's like the uh, bad cop to Bo Peep's good cop. Yeah, in the weird kind of detective who used story. to have a relationship with He Man. Yes,
3: she's so smart, and I and she gives Bo so much romantic advice. So many times she just comes back and. I wasn't expecting those kind of dynamics as well that really just, I don't know, like it, it's its bad cop, but not in a, oh, I'm the villain that you're going to laugh at kind of way. There's just lots it's of tough. layers of, tough. yeah.
0: Yeah, it, like it's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine type yeah. character uh, there. And we, we've got the combat Carls, oh, the combat uh, Carls. You know, like kind of these G.I. Joe action man it's type real. guys. Voice back, Carl Weathers. Voice by Carl Weathers, that like one of them uh, like just wants a <laughs> high five, and people keep blanking him. Uh, just a, another stupid joke. There's lots of just almost slapstick stuff here that I re- don't remember as much of in the previous films. As yeah, well. like it's just silly body humor as well. Yeah, uh, and it another-
3: all works as like tiny videos, and you can imagine it being cut down to these thirty seconds mm. like skits that you'll then sure, rewatch yeah. and then yeah. oh, quote yeah. and repackage. Yeah, so much like more.
0: YouTube highlights of mm. Duke Kaboom. Uh, that's Keanu Reeves character who's like an ev- Canadian Evil Knievel character who's like a wind up motorbike stuntman guy and uh, when he was purchased his kid didn't like him because he couldn't jump as far as the Duke Kaboom in the advert could and so it, like this is a whole subplot where du- uh, Rojan Rojan mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and Duke Kaboom like needs this redemption and that's that's all like going validation. on in the background yeah um and that, like, as much as I really enjoy these characters, we've got, is it Ducky and Bunny? That's mm-hmm. Keegan-Michael yeah. Key and Jordan Peele. They're really fun as well. Carnival, Carnival toys that I've just been hanging on the back of the, uh, the
2: target shoot and waiting to be won.
0: Yeah. And like they're great. All of these new characters are a lot of fun. We had the same thing with Toy Story 3. We had the same thing with Toy Story 2. Yeah. Introduced the new characters. Somehow they managed to gel with everything. But are we within the same formula? that we've seen before with the introduction of those new characters and maybe the villains as well.
2: Yeah, I think... So should we get into the script now a bit? Yeah, I think so. The script has nine writers, which is a lot for a film like this. And I think this is the least tightly written of all the Toy Story films. I think you can tell that there's a lot of different ideas that have been kind of merged together. And I think part of that comes from all these new characters, who are all great, but there's a lot of them. And also the film's villain is Gabby Gabby, who is a, a doll.
0: Like, like an old Victorian
2: yeah. doll. Yeah. And her kind of arc and her villain plot is very similar to Lots of Hugging Bear from Toy Story 3, who is also quite similar to Stinky Pete from Toy Story 2. These are kind of abandoned toys that have then, they've sort of twisted them and have turned them into villains. Yeah. And uh, this idea of like keeping toys trapped somewhere, it's quite similar. And she's particularly similar to lots of hugging bear, this idea of like a cute toy that's actually evil. Yes. It
3: is. But I think she I think we've moved on from Toy Story Three. And I think there's I agree that the, that the setup is mm. very similar in that you think they're cute and they've got this resentment inside them. But what I found interesting about Gabby Gabby and that then also I think is weirdly reflected in how the kind of feelings that Woody's grappling with is that She's got a mission that mm. she wants to go on. She doesn't just want to punish the people who have wronged her and the and the toys who mm. are better off than her. She's got this she's got this ambition. She her her voice box is broken and so she says, Well, once my voice box is fixed, but I'll be better. I'll be loved. Mm. I can go back out into the world and then she'll be happy again.
0: As well as being the villain of the piece, uh, what's a villain without some great henchmen as well. Oh yeah. The, the dummies.
2: Yeah. There's one called Vincent.
3: They're the Bensons. The, the Bensons. Benson. The three
2: of The Bensons. Ah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <they're> just these <laughs> so horrible screaming so ventriloquist horrible.
0: dummies. Yeah, there, there's. I think there's more horror imagery in this than we've seen before as well. Are uh, the um the symbols monkeys pretty creepy. Yeah, well, and there and is and a Sid oh, in,
2: yeah. Sid's, yeah, Sid's toys. And there's also a like a an actual baby doll in the third one as well. That's oh, it has the um, blinking
0: eyes. Yeah, and quite yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Okay. Yeah.
2: But the Bensons are horrible. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that it takes a while for them to make a noise. I mean, they do. It's
0: just like a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for the kids.
2: isn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, we haven't really mentioned Bo Peeper to Lever. And she's like a huge character in this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And really interesting that she wasn't in 3. And yeah. Going back to that idea of this, whether there were two scripts going around at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, what was happening there? Um, because going back to the, how the first film looked, where, you like, Bo Peep is just a character in there, a doll, we don't really pay much attention to because of, like... you At the time, you couldn't have much detail of mm. these toys. They kind of all have this same kind of slick, plasticky feel to them. Yeah. And in this we suddenly realise, oh, Bo Peep is porcelain yeah. and like she she's, like, shines and she looks amazing and she, she's totally given a lot to do here.
3: Mm. I think I had a bit of a concern as well before this film came out that one of the first uh, teaser images that was released was of Bo Peep and her outfit is different mm. and she swapped her big skirt for these practical trousers and everyone was thinking, oh, God, is this she's going to be Games. a girl power with a capital G the whole time? And um and I was really worried about that. But I felt the whole way through I was completely convinced by her storyline, by her performance, just everything she does, her dynamics with everyone else. I'd never considered her to be that um I didn't think she was I never thought she was a bad character, but just like she's there, mm. she's nice. Woody likes character. her, so I like her. Like she's you know. But I thought she was so important in this mm. and It was just so wonderful to watch that they really do nurture that relationship. There's so much romance in this film and I thought it was really satisfying because you could, to me, it felt deserved and it felt like it had built for so long that it needed these kind of rewards. Um, But then, you know, her relationship with Giggle McDimples and then all of the new toys and and just on her own and figuring out the like the different ways that you can be alone and the whole time Woody's like I'm lost and everything is panic and despair and and she's all like oh but this is what independence is and I think where a lot of other films that try to put female characters more into the spotlight go wrong is they'll just use the word independent and not explain it and they'll just go for like strong and independent and they won't flesh that out and they won't let them do anything whereas here like those two words are just the starting point, and she's got this whole story that unfolds, and I think it's so good. She's yeah, great.
0: are we happy that this film exists in the end, despite uh, our cynicism going into it? Yeah, I'm definitely happy this exists. As
2: I said, you know, it's it's an it feels like an epilogue in a way, and Woody's arc is the whole film, and I do think that Woody's had this arc before a little bit, but he get he gets proper attention here. And it's a really, it's really, I think it might be the funniest of the Toy Story films.
0: Yeah, um, I think it is the least focused, particularly on the supporting cast yeah. as well. Buzz, um, Buzz, Buzz is, is nothing.
2: Yeah. It's really. And Rex and Slinky and Yeah, Jessie. whereas I
0: think they've found that balance in the other ones, Yeah. Uh, being able to bring in the new toys, balance the old one, give everyone an important yeah. task. Who do you think this film is for, then? Uh, I think really the answer is <laughs> fans of the Toy Story franchise. You've seen Toy Story be-
2: 1 or its sequel, Toy Story 2, or the third instalment, Toy Story 3, then you might enjoy the fourth instalment, Toy Story 4.
0: What about Toy Story of Terror? <laughs> oh, Toy yeah. Story that time forgot? <laughs> I would also throw in uh, The Iron Giant uh, just because of the nature of Forky and that question of what if a toy didn't want to be a toy Mm. and The Iron Giant is based around that question of what if a gun didn't want to be a gun. I might
3: add very briefly Up um, but merely for the first few minutes when it replaced the whole life of Carl and Ellie and that romance and that thing and I genuinely think that the way that they've treated Woody and Bo's story deserves to be Mm. on a similar level, I'd say.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, That is high praise indeed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. Um, Right, it's time for us to get into our Pixar ranking. Now, I went uh, and got in touch with everyone who's been on the show in the last year, any guest spots we've had, and asked them to send me their top 10 Pixar films so we could get a definitive Curzon Podcast ranking of Pixar's output. And you've sent me yours as well. I won't delve into the details of where you have ranked things, but I'll start with some honourable mentions that didn't quite make the cut. Actually, curiously, uh, yes, some stuff <laughs> that got no mentions. So I went through a lot of people. For yes, what, what do you reckon? Cars two. Cars, cars, no mention of cars two. Cars three no mention of cars three. Cars. Uh, no mention of cars.
3: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: the good dinosaur. No mention of the good dinosaur. Yeah. No, I like the good dinosaur. I, good, I haven't seen the good
3: dinosaur. Yeah, how it's good. good is It's like
0: a good dinosaur. That
2: you had it. to rate
3: him out of ten, or would you have to rate him out of twenty?
0: <laughs> I need an yeah. extra ten. Yeah, it's like it's like championship <laughs> manager stats out of twenty. Um, I, he's he's a good boy. Um, okay, that's good. No mention of him. No mention of Brave. I thought there might be a Brave in there. Not brave enough. Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I was surprised to get to see that there were even a couple of mentions of Monsters University.
2: Monsters University is all right. It yeah, is all right. That's right. it. Yeah.
0: Mm. All right. Um, right. So going through some honorable mentions. Uh, didn't make the cut. A few shorts in there. Bounding. People put the shorts in their top tens. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Steven Ryder. I know, Stephen Ryder. <laughs> we all know him. We all love him. He put three in there. Oh, Did he? Oh, Stephen. Yeah, I put one in there. You know. Okay. Uh, we've got Bounding, Day and Night, which is the one that I put in Day there. and Night's really good, yeah. That's the one that came before Toy Story 3. Yeah. With the two kind of inanimate yeah. bodies oh, yeah. that are shaped that like, are filled with skies. Lovely. Well, like, the, the background is them yeah if that makes sense it's, it's hard it's to describe a, it really is uh, that's why I put it in there because it is I think that's their most experimental yeah short. definitely Partly Cloudy was in there which one's the, Partly Cloudy it's the one with the two it's another one that's like skies and cloud based oh is it like, <laughs> like a the happy big cloud and a yeah, sad yeah. cloud that, uh, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> um, Monsters University yeah Incredibles 2 oh that was in my top 10 mm. I like oh, Incredibles 2 sorry uh, Bow uh, mm. very good pre- short Presto yeah. Uh, Coco missing out on the top 10 A Bug's Life that's a real shame entering into the top 10 the film that someone once said will change the way you think about thinking it's Inside Out <laughs> 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 um, number 9 Wally. that would have been higher for me I think Wally is like a Great. Wally's bottom half for me. I think Inside Wally... Out
3: would have been way higher for me.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because when Inside Out came out, it was like this is
3: mm.
0: incredible yeah. stuff. Um and I think it's waned maybe just because it's a bit complicated. Uh it's for me it's just not as it's not as
2: charming as the other ones. It didn't quite make my top ten. I think it is like the, one of their it's one of their best scripts, definitely. Mm-hmm. I and think their it's best like, concept. Yeah, that's but it. it's just as it, characters. It, it doesn't quite grab me as like a really charming friendly. Watchable Pixar film as some of the yeah. others do. It's
3: much you, more mature. I think it's one of the first yeah. ones when they're trying to like bridge so many different ages and be so much more ambitious, so much more ambitious, and say we've got so much brains between all of us and
0: yeah. look you, at everything. You don't that's come them. out of Inside Out going, like you were with the other one saying, "Oh, I love Carl, I love Remy, I yeah, love Woody, yeah. mm. I love Buzz." Inside Out, you're like, oh, "I love the Thank idea." <laughs> Um, Wally also, I'd just
2: quickly say that Wally has an incredible first, like 45 minutes. Yeah. But once mm. once they leave Earth, that film does diminish it a bit for I'd me. I
0: agree. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, taken by itself, arguably, that opening of Wally is the best thing they've ever done. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's astounding. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, Finding Nemo. Great, love it. Really good. Mm-hmm. Rinse that DVD a lot yeah. as well. Super uh, sad. I would watch like all the making of features on that as well. Just amazed at the amount of time they spent just talking about water. And <laughs> every interview is yeah. like, "Oh, we were like, what if water?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've already mentioned it. Up next was Up. Mm-hmm. What number is this, sorry? Uh, that is 7. Cool.
2: Love Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. big fan of Up. Big uh, fan of Up. I love how silly Up is as well because the first 10 minutes, of course, as we all know, is heartbreaking and super si- the most serious thing they've ever done. And then by the end, you've got dogs flying planes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is quite frustrating, that huge gap. And I feel like the first time I watched it, I was completely blown away by the start. And then by the time the film ended, I was still thinking about the start. And then whenever I'd tell anyone, I'd say, oh, the start was amazing. But I think the more you think about it and when you revisit it, I do appreciate the silliness a lot more and that balance is actually quite nice. It's really well, well, I think, and by,
0: by the so end good. of it, you're having the adventure that Carl exactly. was yeah. having at the start yeah. in his head. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. Mm. Uh, number six, The Incredibles. Mm-hmm.
2: Bit, bit low for me. I, I put it as my number one, I think.
0: Yeah, cool. I think you did, yeah. Yeah,
2: I love The Incredibles.
0: I really like The Incredibles. I think, considering... What kind of films would dominate the box office for the fifteen years after it yeah. came out? It's amazing that that script was there at that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then we are into the top five. In fifth place, Toy Story Three.
3: Okay, good, yeah. good place for that It'll one to be.
0: It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and fourth, Ratatouille. Yes, didn't make my top
2: ten. didn't make your top ten. Not a massive lover of Ratatouille.
3: Do you not like vegetables at all? <laughs> what?
0: Oh, I, I, I yeah.
2: really love Ratatouille.
0: Mm. I think Ratatouille is amazing. That one shot of him assembling the Ratatouille yeah. in all the different layers. like You Perfect can, you can smell it. Oh, Divine. Incredible. And the food critic, when it all goes back into his mind mm. and it travels back yeah, to cool. him as a kid it's eating magic. this. It's oh, magic. Yeah, I really like Ratatouille. Uh, third place was Toy Story 2. Yeah,
2: okay. great film. Yeah,
0: Stinky Pete, oh. an amazing character.
3: When yep. she loved me, the best yeah. song ever. Yeah. yeah, also I've-, I've
2: never forgotten the uh, the the toy maker, the uh, the. Is it, no, the toy collector yes. when he gets like the Cheetos on his fingers. Yeah,
3: Ooh. I think such
2: a good bit of animation.
3: Red.
0: That's it. I think this is where they're really kind of flexing their muscles. Yeah, character animation yeah. beyond mm. just quick. Like, how can we make a story out of this yeah. computer-generated stuff we've invented? Yeah, this they're they're kind of flexing like. Uh, like when Woody discovers the old saloon town and he goes into character as the Woody from the TV shows and he's like doing all these cowboy movements with his arms and a gun and then he's tipping his hat and all of that so sort of, I think this steps up the comedy from Toy Story one for mm, sure yeah. uh second place, a film that didn't go in my top ten that I think is fine Monsters Inc
3: Monsters oh. Inc is so good number two it's though so number great. two.
0: People
2: like Boo, Monsters that, Inc. That
3: she's so great, and I think for me the thing that's amazing about Monsters Inc. is finding that balance between like the characters, the toys or monsters in this case, and the human. And I think they do have some kind of more of an equal weighting, like with you know in Toy Story we all know Andy, but you know, you know he is like just the owner. But Boo, she's amazing. This little tiny kid with a fringe and very loud voice and just cries and very relatable I, I love her Um, and yeah and through the doors and just all the worlds it creates like it, it doesn't go anywhere that fantastical really it just goes to the kids bedrooms Yeah, magic it's great world I love it it's
0: one of their best like world buildings I think mm. yeah uh, alright that only leaves one more film and really does it say that Pixar should never have made any others <laughs> like you started so it's Luxo well. Junior yeah <laughs> It's Toy Story One. There we are. It's the it best did. one. It's the first and the best.
2: It is the best one.
0: Yeah, I it think was it was my number.
2: It, it was my number two
0: or three. What was your number one?
2: My number one was Incredibles. Yeah, but
0: I think it's, I'm so happy that Toy Story is number one. Toy Story, and by a considerable yeah, amount. I knew it like was everyone yeah. had it high in their list. It was number one for me as well. I think it's a brilliant film. I always think. I always think. Oh, I think the third Toy Story is the best. No, I think the second one's the
2: best, and I always, <laughs> always end up being like, "No, the first one's the best." Yeah, because as I was putting it
0: together, I thought I've always said like, "No, Toy, Toy Story two is the best one."
2: Yeah, but when it comes to it, and you think about Toy Story,
0: and it's like, like the the place that they hold yeah, for me exactly. and finding these films. Uh, gosh, yeah, Toy Story one. Who knew? <laughs> what a good, A good film, a good film indeed. Yeah,
3: I just want to say very briefly that to me, Toy Story three. We we all agreed the first the trilogy perfect. And there's this there's this breakup between Woody and Andy and everyone else. And then you think, it's open-ended. He finds another kid. His heart will mend. He will learn how to love again and everything will be great. And then in Toy Story 4, he does that. And, like, the world widens and he learns about the concept of love. And just everything seems a bit bigger and more hopeful and optimistic. And I'm like, and it's just... You know, romantic love as much as friendship and toys right. and humans well, and all of it. It's once, perfect. I love once it. Once
0: everyone else on the list has had the chance to watch Toy Story four, or we'll we'll recap your words. it, and I'm sure Toy Story four will become the number one. <laughs> okay. yes, all right, um, that's correct. Before we go, I do want to quickly read out some highlights uh, from Ryan Hewitts. List Ryan's the one of the producers of the show, uh, and he was the only one who sent us little stories to go with his selections. Uh, come on, guys, be more creative next time. Uh, but some highlights from Ryan's list. Monsters Uni. Cool world, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ratatouille I first watched on a coach journey. One of those old coaches with a TV at the front. I was sat about 10 rows back and couldn't hear a single sound from the TV, but obviously understood every second of the story because it's genius. Which I think is right. Like, yeah. they, like uh, Visually, they they're so well organised to just propel you through the story regardless of whether you know what's being said but that's because they're for kids isn't it Uh, he said I was 23 when I watched Toy Story 3 hung over at Glastonbury with a tent full of kids who were my age when the first film came out and I nearly died trying not to cry in front of them (laughs) how did Ryan die at Glastonbury (laughs) he tried not to cry (laughs) Uh, uh, inside out I dug because I think it was pretty right on (laughs) It's not wrong. Yeah. Can I just say that Ryan doesn't talk like this? <laughs> What's going on? Ryan's taking on the spirit of Woody or something. <laughs> I think this is right on. <laughs> uh, and Ryan also put Toy Story 1 as his top choice. He said, I was 10 years old when Toy Story came out, so that film could never be topped. Blame that on my age, not on Pixar, who <laughs> are obviously great. Uh, but there we are. We figured it out. Toy Story 4 is good. Pixar make good films and Toy Story is the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it to the cinema this weekend, go and see Toy Story 4. Uh, I'm sure it will be playing wherever you look. And let us know what you think of it. You can tweet us at Curzon Cinemas or email us at podcast at Uh But if you don't want to head out to the cinema, you can watch something on Curzon Home Cinema. That's the on demand service. Um, a couple of things on there. Weird pairing with Toy Story 4, if I'm honest, uh, but Neighboring Sounds has gone on Neighboring there. Neighboring Sounds is really good. Yeah. yeah um, great that film. Like a Brazilian uh, social commentary drama yeah. with horror elements. Uh, the director has made a recent film called Bacurau, which played at Cannes, which mm. was one of my highlights. If you heard me talking on our Cannes episodes, I absolutely loved so I'm really glad to see Neighboring Sounds on the service. Bill uh, Street. Uh, is Bill Street on there now Bill as Street well?
2: Bill Street is on there as oh. of this
0: week. Yeah. Oh, great! Yeah, you can catch up
2: on your interview. Yeah, yeah, Man I spoke to Barry film.
0: Jenkins about that. I've been memed. I've uh, that that interview has spawned a screenshot which I've seen used in memes, and so put that on my gravestone, people. And if you want to hear my interview with Barry Jenkins, uh, you can do that on our. Beale Street episode which would have come out in February or so I think as well All right, Uh, thank you so much for listening if it's your first time hearing the show do subscribe you can do that on iTunes, ACAST, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts and whilst you're there if you could leave us a review or a comment that would be absolutely wonderful Uh, and if you have not had enough of us you can always keep up with us all on Twitter Sam you're over there at Uh, at Sam Howlett underscore one Ella
3: at Ella underscore Kemp
0: and I am there at Jake H Cunningham